What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. My name is Bart. If you're new around here, and I would love for you to do a few things for me as we just get started. Uh, first, number one, I'd love for you to go and find this show on podcasts, wherever you listen to it, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and leave a five-star review. And leave a comment uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and what you most like about it, and hit the subscribe and like follow buttons today we have an extremely special guest in the house i'm very inspired by their work and we're going to have a great conversation uh we have kevin craft uh kevin is a designer based in uh the the dallas area kevin please say what's up to uh everyone please on the show uh hi everyone how are you uh, <laughs> and uh thank you for having me awesome uh, I'm not sure if you've done lots of podcasts before, but uh, we're very stoked to have you. And I know sometimes it's always a little bit intimidating to have somebody like like talk about your work publicly in front of quote unquote people, even though there are not necessarily like people live on a show. But we do want to kind of learn a little bit um, about what kind of goes in to uh, you know, your process and all that type of stuff. But before we even get to any of that, um, Kevin, I'd love for you to maybe explain what it is you do. I always tell people um, you probably have a kind of a, a way that you tell people what you do when they ask you, like <laughs> at a dinner party, that you probably have perfected or or at least been okay with saying because, you know, sometimes it gets a little bit annoying to say the same thing over and over. So what's your go-to answer for like, oh, what do you do? Um, I would say uh, I usually tell people that I'm a freelance brand designer. Um, sometimes if I don't know uh, people very well and I, <laughs> and I don't like uh, want to reveal everything, I just say like uh, I'm a graphic designer uh, for short. But like really what I specialize in is um, brand design identity. Nice. And do people often know what you mean when you use the word like brand and branding? I feel like in 2022 everyone's a brand everyone has yeah. social media they kind of understand oh you do that thing that thing where people live in like tulum or bali and do it too uh, they, go live, they go live somewhere else to go do it and jump into a waterfall cave type of thing but you're not in a cave you're in texas <laughs> which is a big big difference yeah i feel like um i have been able to like, like, like when I uh, tell people that I'm a brand designer, they usually get it. Uh, if they don't, I just kind of describe it a little bit saying that um, I help with the visual side of like what the identity is going to look like. And I also aid in the brand strategy behind who they're trying to attract. Nice. And not everybody can do that, can, can also help with the strategy. Some people are strictly artistic and they're in it for um you know the art behind it and then i i often say you know design is problem solving where mm -hmm. if you are you know in branding in graphic design if you're doing a good job you should be helping your clients solve a particular problem so if you can also uh add that strategy component it's like giving language to something that they are feeling and helping them identify with, you know, or what these problems are and how you could help them solve it even more. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit how you got started in this space. Like, why branding? Why not illustration? Why not 
visual art? How come you, you know, came this way, uh, you know, to find uh, comfort where you were like, no, this is where I want to be? Sure. Um, I would say like, so I've been in this industry for um, over 10 years now. I think it's been about 12 or 13 years. Um, and I've, in my career, I've kind of uh, dabbled in everything. So um, I've been an art director, I've been an illustrator, um, and now uh, I'm a freelance brand designer. Um, so I've kind of like gotten the opportunity to work on a lot of different things and figure out where it is like I actually am interested in and like uh, the types of design that like I really love to do um, and have been able to kind of like bring that into a full-time career. Mm. And you're, I guess, classically trained as a designer. Is that what you went like to school for, or are you maybe self-taught? Um, yeah, I uh, I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design uh, and studied graphic design, mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of like been uh, what I've focused on since college. So like, um, I've been working for like in-house places, or I would work. Um, for advertising agencies, yeah. um, and I've been a designer or I've been an art director um, at those places, so it's kind of like varied. And what drew you, I guess, I know it's very much um, suggested when you're in school for design to like find work in agencies, um, creative departments and stuff like that. How did you find your time after you got there working in an agency? Um, so I did it kind of on and off. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so when I, <laughs> when I first started, uh, when I first started, I was working at an agency um, and then I uh, ended up getting another job working for uh, Neiman Marcus is based here in Dallas um, so I started working for them as a web designer, but it was kind of um, like I was on a team that was very small for um, Bergdorf Goodman in New York. Yeah. And so I not only get, got to do the web design, which I was like really excited wow. about. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's amazing. But it was also I got to work uh, in studio with the photographers uh, and the stylists for art direction sometimes. So um, wow. I really loved doing that. Um, but it got to a point where our, our team was just like too, um, too small, um, to like, for me to continue doing that. Um, so I ended up going back into the advertising world, uh, like to the agency world, um, a, as an art director and, um, did that for a while. Um, but what I had found, um, and this is like not true of every agency, but it has been true with like some of the agencies that I worked for is um, a lot of times the creative team is kept separate from the strategy team. Uh, yeah. Or like even so much so that like we never even get to meet the client. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, I was getting kind of a disconnect between that because I was like, okay, but like I'm the one who's like creating these things, <laughs> but I'm yeah. getting like, like none, of, none of the strategy. Like, uh, I'm getting none of the tools to actually, like, do a really good job. Um, so that was uh, one of the things when I started my business that I really, like, I knew that I wanted to set my process around that. 
that I would be putting the strategy before the design. Um, And I found that the clients like were really into that. (laughs) Like like they were like, this is great because like uh, a lot of my clients um, have worked for agencies in the past. Like maybe they've been like burned a little bit where um, like, like uh, if you're in the industry, you know how it is. You kind of get like randomly selected to be on clients. Like um, they're not like, they're not like, oh, like this person is like good at this. They should go on this client. Like sometimes that's not how it happens. And um, I think in the past, a lot of my clients have dealt with that where um, they really want to work like one-on-one with a designer. Uh, like they, they want to be heard, basically. They don't want to have to like go through so many people. Yeah. Um, so that has been like a really positive thing for uh, my business, I feel like. Yeah, we, we've, we've seen that and I've seen that as, as I've gone through the ranks of working in an agency, you start to see oh, okay, it's not just me. We have, you know, uh, account manager. We have the project manager. We have all these people in this meeting. And sometimes I was invited and sometimes I wasn't. And I'm the, there is so much that is passed between client and the, I guess the, the, the business or the company that it's hidden in nuance that there's not real words for, um, that, you know, as much as a project manager or account manager or whoever is there, creative strategist, can try to translate it for us, it's just not there. It's just not in the – it's not the same as hearing the inflection and hearing the intent um, besides some of the descriptions of what they're looking for and how they're looking to um, see this idea come to life. Imagine tracing or drawing a portrait of somebody – but you're doing it through mediation. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a medium in between that's telling you the features of the person. <laughs> it's, it's cut through their lens and that's where it kind of gets lost. Um, you also mentioned you did uh, art direction. How did you find that in comparison? I guess you're more in the driver's seat, kind of, depends on which perspective you, you think of it because being the designer could also be the, the driver's seat depending how you look at it. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I would say, like, art direction is kind of um, an all-hands-on-deck thing, uh, yeah. <laughs> especially when you're um, you're getting the opportunity to direct an entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, so my the last time that was I had, like, a salary job, um, one of my biggest clients was Bertoli. Uh, and so I was having to manage um, a team of um, people that were in charge of photography and video, um, as well as like someone who's in charge of styling, which also could be me a lot of times, <laughs> or, <laughs> or like uh, in charge of like coming up with the ideas of um, what these shoots were going to be. And it was very challenging because... Um, it was all like it wasn't just shooting like product or even like people Mm. it was shooting um food which is like (laughs) it's almost like an in-between thing because it'll start to like expire on set so you you only have like um like a short amount of time to get everything done and so i learned a lot working with food too it just it's a whole different ball game (laughs) yes (laughs) so it was like very different than when i was at neon marcus where it was more about um these like static products that um just have to look like 
very high end. <laughs> yeah. Like like uh, I was having to make something that looks appetizing as well as something that like you can make at home because they were all recipe based. Got it. And this was like this was like during the height of like the tasty videos. Yeah, where... <laughs> I was fighting with like the BuzzFeed company. Yeah, every yeah. everything was um like uh overhead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> everything was overhead. Everything was like fast. Yeah. Uh, Just and then hands. You had to show every single ingredient mm-hmm. it's a different so. world it really is um it's like the bigger projects that i've been a part of or lucky to be a part of i've kind of done i think all but i think everything literally but but art direction and mm-hmm. i'm i'm actually okay with that um it does seem like a very all-encompassing role to be like a creative director or art director um, of this large behemoth, uh, uh, it, it may not even be that big in terms of size, but just the amount of moving pieces that it takes and the amount of collaboration that you have to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done, you know, the photography, I've done the video, I've done the design and animation and all that kind of stuff. And it, it's, I guess, when you're when you're doing those roles, there's so much more uh, specialized. So it's like, I just need to be the best photographer in the building today. That's all I have to do. I just need to be the best photographer that I can be in this one room. Whereas when you're the art director, it's like, I need to consider what the photographer is doing or what our BTS B-roll is doing. How's the, you know, how's our lighting going to look? Do we have good talent that's going to be able to handle all of these last minute changes? Do we understand what the brief is? Like, there's just so much more involved um, I guess maybe one day I would, well, I ended up starting a business where I kind of do a version of that where you just stress about all the other looming pieces that are, <laughs> that are all over the place. Um, but in terms of like your, your work that you do now, because you, you kind of trend, you said that you, you went through the, the, you know, you did some design stuff, you did some art direction stuff, and you maybe bounced around between those two types of roles. When did you say, I want to try something for myself? And was that always, like, a part of your plan? Was it always, like, hey, I eventually, no matter what, I want to do me. I want to do my version of this. Or was this, like, I'll do this. And it was, like, you know what? Maybe I should start my own thing because I'll hop <laughs> um, To be honest with you, so um, I so I graduated in um, 2011, like, uh, peak recession time. <laughs> uh, perfect time to graduate. Perfect time to graduate. Uh, <laughs> so, much, so much hope and wonder in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, honestly, like, um, like I didn't have any like prospects or anything like that. Um, so I started out as a freelancer. I was freelancing for Creative Circle. Um, and I felt like uh, for so long, it was just like my number one goal was to have um, a full-time salary job just to like, you know, get in the door. Um, And so for so many years when I had those jobs, I never really thought that I wanted to freelance again. Like I I was just kind of like, this was like, okay. But like, um, I kind of like conditioned myself to think like, oh, I want like the paid vacation time. And I want like these things or like, you're you're in you're in Toronto, so like uh, for me, it's like health insurance. It's yeah. like a really big deal. Of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. Um, but it's like uh, I was kind of like I don't know. 
But I was at um, I was at my last job for three years, and towards the end, um, I was just kind of like, uh, I know that I want to do something different. So I started interviewing at different places. But every place that I interviewed, it kind of felt like somewhere I had already worked before. Ouch. Yeah. Like, uh, like, and not necessarily like the one that I was working at at the moment, but I was like, oh, this is like this version of this place that I already yeah. worked. And I was like, I don't think that I want to do that again. Yeah. Um, Were you looking for a challenge? Yeah, I was looking for a challenge. I, um, the, the place that I was working um, was social media only. Mm. And um, I wanted to do something that was more like, um, like cohesive of a full brand. Like I wanted, mm. I wanted to not just get the brand guideline. I wanted yeah. to, to make the brand guideline. <laughs> like yeah. I, w- I wanted to be the person that like helped create the brand rather than the person that just like um, took the brand and like yeah. Uh, you wanted to give birth. <laughs> you like yeah, I want to exactly. I want to take nothing into something, which is very noble. And like that, th- those are the types of projects that I really enjoy. Like um, through my career, I've been able to work on like really big brands. But a lot of times, the clients that I like to work on the most are the ones that are kind of like, uh, "Hey, I have this crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I'm sorry, I have this crazy idea, um, <laughs> and I need you to like problem solve this into being something that's tangible for my target audience." Um, but to answer your question. I, uh, I wasn't like thinking about freelancing, but this was like during a time where, um, remote, like remote work wasn't as much of a thing yet as Mm. is like obviously now. Um, but I kept seeing all these designers that I really admired their work. Um, and they were putting a lot of work out on Instagram and dribble and I, uh, I noticed that they were like, they were all freelancers, like the ones that I like really admired, they were yeah. all freelancers. And I was like, um, this is a big risk, but, um, I definitely want to like be able to, um, have the time to work on my own clients, but also have the time to like promote my own work as well. Like work on my own passion projects, but also and use them as a means to like get new work. Yeah. So, um, I decided that I wanted to do that. Um, and I was lucky enough to have, um, just gotten married. Um, so I was able to, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Uh, I was able to like get on my husband's health insurance. So that wasn't like a huge issue. Um, when I did that. So I, like, I just want to like throw that out there because I don't want, (laughs) like, uh, I don't want someone to like, like do this with no safety net. For Um, sure. Yeah. but like uh, that, that was like kind of like um, one one of the uh, the reasons that I decided to do it. I also had some friends um, from school, like uh, a lot of my uh, alumni. Like I like like as I was saying, like it, it was like hard for us to get jobs. But like yeah. um, a lot of the people that I went to school with, they have like really impressive jobs now. (laughs) Like, um, they've worked at like really, uh, like big, amazing companies. Like, um, uh, like one of my friends, uh, had worked at, um, she, I think she was a creative director at, uh, Target in Minneapolis. So like, um, but then I, I saw her at a wedding and she was like, yeah, I decided to freelance full time now. And I was like, oh, so like this, this, this is something like, this is something that you can do. Um, and I just kind of like took a leap 
And um, it was uh, like slower at first, but um, it really picked up over time. And now it's kind of like I'm getting inquiries like every other day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting to like choose who I want to work with and like That's what products best. I want to work on. Yeah. So would you consider, and you can be honest because we're very good friends since we met, you know, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you can be as honest as you want to be. Would you consider yourself like when you were younger and maybe considering maybe I could do this on my own and start a business or a freelance rather, um, did you think like, hey, my work is good enough? Were you like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm top of my class or I'm, I know I, I do great work and um, eventually that will pay off and people will see the caliber of the work that I do. Or were you more like, I don't know, there's a lot of tough competition out there because there's a lot of <laughs> imposter syndrome that people go through as well. Um, but that, I just wanted to get your perspective of like, where, where, where were you sitting on that fence? Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to even remember, like, if I, if I felt that way, uh, I was like, I was really excited. Um, and I was kind of like, like I had savings put aside, like I didn't just like go into this, like I had savings put aside for lean months. Mm. And I was like, if I don't get any clients, I'm just going to like work on projects that I know will like bring in clients. And so that kind of like put me at ease. I also, um, I don't know. I, f I feel like I definitely like went through a phase where, especially I, I feel like it was when um, like, like every designer started putting their designs on Instagram and I started seeing <laughs> it like, like, like constantly. I used to definitely have imposter syndrome like during those times, like to a point where um, on like my, my personal account, I was kind of like, I, don't, I feel like I shouldn't follow any designers because I'm just going to see their design and then be like, why doesn't mine look like that? Um, but I don't know. Like, after a while, I just see, uh, like, I, I see other designers as my peers. Yeah. And, like, um, I just know that, like, they probably think the same, like, uh, about other people's work. Um, and so, like, I just try not to, like, compare myself to other designers i just compare myself to myself <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah it's a it's a unique it's a unique uh, mental space to be in or at least a process to go through and it also comes with age the longer you've been in an industry you're not necessarily looking for is this the best design but you're like i'm confident in my experience i'm confident in uh, the times that I've been able to pull this off and figure out the Rubik's Cube in just the right way that satisfies the customer or the client. And you kind of lean on that. And I, that's what I try to do as much as possible is say, okay, I want to lean on the things that have gotten me success. And eventually, collectively, all these things kind of work together. Now, I don't get to design as much. And, I, I, and that's one thing I, I really want to start to do is to kind of at least find some type of passion projects to kind of keep keep these skills alive. You know, when I was a kid, I played piano, and, and now I, I barely play be, because you you lose the muscle memory. You lose, either, like right now, I'm very proficient still. <laughs> knock on wood, uh, uh, 
with uh, like Adobe keyboard shortcuts, I know all my shortcuts. I know I can keep up with Illustrator is like my jam. So Photoshop is what, you know, that type of stuff. But the, the older you get, the less you use it, the less those skills are there. And it just becomes a different kind of... I don't want to be in a place where I'm, I'm like, you know, the same way I'm stumbling across the, the piano is the way I'm stumbling <laughs> on the keyboard. I'm like, oh boy, uh, shift command what again? How am I going to yeah. export? <laughs> I never want to be in that place. <laughs> um, your, your work that you do... Uh, uh, it, it's um, it's really good, and you you should really check out Kevin's work on on his uh, IG. We'll, we'll post everything, um, but you do have a great sense of style. I'd love to hear about your sense of style and where it comes from. It's very clean. It's very uh, intentional, is what I would use. It's like this is not somebody who just went and crowd surfed on on Dribble and found yeah. something that looked cool and then emulated it into their own. This is somebody who had originality and had an, an identity you know, unto itself and put that for a client. Um, that's your encouragement for the day, Kevin, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to hear more about what you, what you, uh, what you go through to, to get to that place. Yeah, um, so thank you for saying that. Like, <laughs> um, what a compliment. <laughs> Um, but I, I would say like, uh, one of the places that I worked at, um, and this is just like something that stuck with me was, uh, the creative director was like, um, when you're presenting to a client, like they want to know where you've been and they want to know what this design is made of. And so that just kind of like stuck with me for a while. Wow. And it really, um, it really influenced uh, what I would do later on for brand strategy is um, I have these workshops that I do with my clients before we do any of the designs. And um, I have keywords that I use when I'm designing um, as well as like um, who the target audience is. Like yeah. um, these are like standard practices, I think, that um, a lot of designers have. But um, I make sure in my presentation that um, the clients can see uh, basically like piece by piece, like what is going into this brand. And so I have descriptors for everything um, that is shown. So it's like it's almost like the presentation is uh, an art form in its own way. Um, Like uh, I like for when I create my designs for you to be able to kind of like dissect them uh, and and see how they're put together. Um, Like uh, it's just like for me, it's like intentional uh, decisions are the most important to the clients. And also Mm. like I I feel like um, it's also important whenever I look at designers that I like as well. Yeah, the... It's almost like uh, there was a big fad. I don't know what year you were born. I was born in the mid-'80s. There was a fad of, like, having a version of something that was made, like an electronic thing, but having a version eventually come out that was see-through, where it was like, oh, like, you had a phone, like a regular home phone. Oh, yeah. But then there's (laughs) also, like, you know, there's, like, a version of the phone where it's all, like, plastic, and you can see the inner workings. And what I feel like your your style represents is almost like yes you see a solid fill here color 
but just know that there's probably a, a kick-ass uh, brand guidelines document that shows the inner workings that we don't get to see. Um, but I can see traces of that even on your website and stuff like that, where it's like, oh, this person is working inside out, and it's not just looking for surface solutions, but this is something that's a little bit deeper um, that probably has, uh, you can tell, I, at least I can tell, I'm going to say it this way. I can tell by looking at your work that there's something deeper that I know ties into the entire company that I know I maybe can't see it, but it's there. And hmm. even looking on the outside, you can be like, oh, there's something that ties all this together. The longer I stare at this or the longer I stay on this website or the longer I look through the different mock-ups, then I'll probably start to piece together what the brand messaging is and how it ties into the actual identity and how it was visually represented. And it's really cool. It's great to see that type of stuff. Um, I just love seeing smart design, design that um, is not cheap. And I don't mean that in a dollar and cents type of way. <laughs> I mean that in a sense that it's like, it's pedestrian. Like it's just, oh, it's blase. Anything is whatever it is. And it was just kind of uh, Frankenstein together by taking, and, and, and there's no shame for people that do that. I don't know uh, whether it's um, because of the scale or the pace that you have to keep up, that you end up, you know, you take parts from here, take parts from there, you do, you kind of make things, and, and all design is like that in some regards, you know, when in your research phase and stuff like that. Um, but when you see it so purely done that in a way like this, it's like, oh, it's very inspiring. And I, I forget where I even, or how I even found found you. I think I found you <laughs> on Dribble. It could have been on Behance. It could have been on LinkedIn. Um, I think it was Dribble, to be honest. Um, and just the type of work you were doing just looks really, really cool. Um, so how, how have you found doing the freelance uh, work. You said you're now getting leads every day uh, or every other day, and you're trying to decide who to work with. How do you how do you decide who you work with? How do you find doing this side of the of of the world where you have to like manage your schedule and clients? Mm -hmm. It's not all just Illustrator twenty four seven. Yeah, <laughs> Th there's a lot that goes into that. Um, just like, and I I feel like um, that. Uh, kind of goes into play with like um if you think that you can freelance it's like are you good at managing yourself yeah um because like it, th there's a lot that goes into it um I would say that kind of like my process especially like at the beginning was um I knew that my network was going to be everything um and that was something where like if I could go back in time and, and talk to like Kevin, like uh, in college or whatever, I would say like, like these are the relationships that you need to start building right now because this is going to lead to so much success later on. Like your network yeah. is everything, especially when you own your own business. Um, and so uh, I, I felt like um, anyone who contacted me I was kind of like, um, okay, I'm at least going to schedule a call with them, like a 15-minute call, um, just to like uh, see what their project is, see what they have to say, and also like I feel I feel like um, 
if they're contacting like a bunch of different graphic designers, um, they're probably just like on email, like they're just like emailing them. Yes. And so if they put a face to um, this designer and have like a, a more uh, personal experience with it, like I would be more likely to uh, get the job or like get the project. Right. Um, and that has... And that has been great for me. Like that has like really worked. Uh, I feel like because uh, I feel like a lot of times, um, like if you put yourself into the position of someone that is starting their own business and they're very concerned with like what their customers are going to see and like how their customers are going to portray it in terms of the brand, um, they they want someone that they can trust um, and like they they want to know that a real person is like uh, yeah like working on their brand and understands it before they start designing. Yeah, that's really, uh, really powerful. Like, and it takes time, right? Like, I'm sure you had to go through the process of like, okay, this is how I'm going to make this work for me because every designer has their own process and their own cues of things that they're looking for to get better at. And that's going to help them do their best work. You have to, like you said, manage yourself and um, not everyone is good at certain aspects of the freelance world, and it, it can be very daunting. If you can go back um, and maybe give yourself, um, not, not even the, the advice, but what I was trying to get to, what I'm trying to get to is if you could somehow change a business portion of your business now, what would it, what would it be different? What would be different in it? Um, like the way that I run my business right now. Yeah, like what would be different in your business now? <laughs> I feel like I would have changed it already. <laughs> would have changed it already? Okay, that's good. No, that's good though. That, that means you're taking time with your processes. Um, yeah, Kevin, I, I'm I'm super thankful that you're you're here today with us. Uh, I'm very happy that I got a chance to meet you and talk with you, and um, I want people to to go and follow. Uh, uh, profile and see some of the work that you've done and uh i'm super super excited to to have you on the show please let people know where they can find you online if they want to hit you up and or see your website sure um so uh my website is kevincraft.co um then my instagram is kevincraftco <laughs> um and then uh let's see where else um I'm also on Behance, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Kevin Craft Co., but uh, I can't remember. <laughs> um, and then I also, um, I teach an online course on brand strategy if anyone is interested. Um, and I, nice. th- that would be something that I would just have to like, send the link out. Um, okay. But, we'll, yeah. That, I'll that's get the link and we'll put it inside the, the bio for this, this episode if people want to join in on that. Uh, guys, this has been the More Life Podcast. I've been Bard. Thanks so much for listening. Please give our uh, a five-star review to our show and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been it. <laughs>